This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 168, Hena Hussein on Hypnotic Balance. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. This is an incredible story, a story that's been about 15 or so years in the making, and it's now a story that's ready to be told. I first met Hina a little while ago, first, I believe, at the HypnoThoughts convention, then once again at Mid-America Hypnosis Conference, so the wonders of getting together and networking and meeting our peers. And it's an interesting story in terms of how she first interacted hypnosis, uh, in terms of just the curiosity of the process to then from a student practice creating some really incredible breakthroughs, which then triggered a whole avalanche of uh, years of training and experience working with clients and helping them to create their own breakthroughs. And then from there, here we are at a place where now the story is officially being told. So when I first uh, reconnected with Henna earlier uh, last year, I learned about the book that she had in motion. And then uh, I'm actually right now in the process of packing to head out to uh, London for my Work Smart Hypnosis Live in London. This is uh, airing online right after I come back from there. Uh, but hearing that the, oh, the launch is actually this week, uh, reaching out and saying, let's record the podcast, let's share the story, and let's help other people to arm people with the strategies necessary. So you're going to see over on the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com, the link to actually check out her book and learn all about it, as well as hear more of this incredible story of overcoming challenges from the past. I love the term that she uses of reinventing and then bringing it all into the future and becoming that hero of the story and even better, helping others to do the same as well. You know, it's about finding that passion within you, as we all have that why inside of ourselves as to what gets us invigorated to be there, whether you're the one on stage doing the comedy hypnosis show, whether you're the one in the actual session working with a person to help them facilitate that change. As you, you know, as you start with that why as to why it is that you're there. So it's where those of us that are instructors, it's not just chasing down the dollar of a student. No, it's seeing the ways that people go out and they create these stories for themselves. And that's why inside of hypnotic business system, sharing the skills necessary to get those clients. Hannah and I talk about uh, business networking quite a bit here, which that's a very strong through line of the two of us, uh, as we recently got to spend some more time together. And just again, sharing that story, being in front of people, as well as you're going to hear an interesting dialogue about how do we balance that vulnerability? How do we actually be there for the client, and yet the appropriate ways to bring some of our own story into the work too. Places where that it's not just that it's worked, it's that it's working continuously throughout the process. So with that, let's jump directly into this conversation. This is session number 168, Hena Hussein on Hypnotic Balance. I was always looking for something alternative. So a card came in the mail and I, it said hypnosis classes starting in Lansing, Michigan. And I said, oh my God, this is my prayers. 
and I went into the course. So after the first semester, we had the first practicum to hypnotize each other. Yes. And that was my first experience of being hypnotized by my friend. And because my whole feeling, my only issue in life was that I had intense fear. But I didn't know, Jason, where it was coming from. I had absolutely no clue. All I knew was I just couldn't go to places by myself, couldn't sleep by myself. I had to make my own call schedule when my husband was on call. So I'd decide which friend to sleep with. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it was. Yeah. And so when I had the first experience at age 40, which is almost 15 years ago, I asked my colleague to, okay, when she wanted to work on me, that I want to work on my fear. And she said, okay. And then we did the traditional route, you know, progressive relaxation, going down the staircase, and then asking the subconscious mind, you know, what is the root cause of this fear? Where is it coming from? And then suddenly this image pops up in my mind being, you know, sexually molested at age five, Mm. like the servant being on top of me. Wow. Yeah. That, then I, I got really uncomfortable and she started asking gently questions. She was very gentle and very intuitive. So, and she started questions, where are you at? What are you doing? What's going on? And I shared my experience. This is what's happening You know, my servant, uh, my nanny's 13-year-old boy is on top of me. It's dark. I feel stuck. I feel unable to move, unable to speak. And then, thank God, she had the knack, even though we were students, to help me easily come out of it, saying that, okay, you know, push him away and look. Look at that. You're 40 years old now. Look at that event at a different perspective and, you know, gently come out of it. So that was my first experience to hypnosis almost 15 years ago. Yeah. So identifying and then resolving, what was that next step of that journey for you then? Then the next step was really getting into more deeper Uh, and working and resolving using self-hypnosis. So we learned how to do self-hypnosis. So I started doing self-hypnosing and visualizing myself safe because I never felt safe anywhere. Even in my own home, I didn't feel safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that brings up an interesting thought that, you know, we can work with, there's a skill to something, even we're releasing a fear. I mean, the easy example is, someone letting go of a fear of public speaking, and yet speaking is still a skill. It's a skill to project the voice, to put the words together, to stand there and look comfortable. Um, But I never thought of that, you know, having to relearn what it is to feel safe. Yes. Yeah. What I'm curious to ask this, because there's some people who would have that type of experience, which, you know, we're we're talking about a model of work that, um, would you say at that point, to go so far as to use the terminology of repressed memory or consciously aware it was there or just suddenly that's where the mind took you? It was repressed memory. Mm -hmm. I had actually stuffed everything away, 
um, and it was just stuffed. I yeah. had stuffed myself, so I didn't speak up about this to anyone in my family, not my husband, not my parents, no one, till age 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that feeling of, you know, guilt and shame, and I thought for the longest time, like there was something wrong with me. Like not that feeling of not good enough, I would say. So what happened as a result of releasing that? As a result of releasing that, which happened in layers. So every time we got together on a weekly basis, the layers after layers kind of unfolded. Then I started feeling confident within myself, started feeling safe, secure, and started speaking up which I never did. I used to be in shutdown, so I wouldn't even talk to my mom or talk to my husband about even relevant stuff. Yeah. So my coping mechanism for 40 years was shutdown. Yeah. And then releasing that. So then in layers, and I love the aspect of there's some who, I mean, let's call it out. There's some who would have that experience and say, I'm not going to do that with people, yet clearly from part of your story, you're around this community, you're a part of it because there was something that was released by doing so and then going, let me give other people this experience, let me help other people to release this you know, type of thing too. Absolutely, Jason. I, you know, after obviously going through and then it didn't happen just at age five, it happened at age five, 10 and 15. Mm-hmm. So with different people, servants, chauffeurs, which I share in the book, and what really helped me, I wrote the book two years ago, but I still didn't have the guts to publish it because a part of me, you know, a part of me said, I want to do it. And a part of me said about guilt and shame and what are people, you know, the fear of being judged. Like, what are people going to think of me in my Muslim community? So yeah, talk to me about that. Like what, what, what comes from that going into this situation and then identifying and then releasing? Yeah. So I, I held basically, I held down free for two years and then come this January, 2018, I had a breakthrough when all this media was going on, uh, with the Nassar case with Michigan state university athletes, girl, the Olympic athletes who were sexually molested, 300, one of them. Yes. And I was listening to that on NPR and driving, and suddenly I felt triggered. And then instantly I, I, I recognized it. I used EFT, emotional freedom technique, instantly, and, you know, breathing and just, you know, self-hypnosis, and I got myself out of it quickly And at that moment, I had a revelation. Oh, my God. You know, I'm the lucky one who has the tool to overcome when I got triggered. What about all those women, thousands and thousands of girls and women who don't have the tool, but they get triggered all the time? What are they going to do? At that moment, January 1st, I decided, 2018, that you know what? I'm going to share my story in my book. I'm going to take it public and I am going to heal in masses and share with the community and serve humanity that hypnosis is such a wonderful tool 
my message is that you can heal in your own mind without confronting anybody. You don't have to find the chauffeur, the servant, and the people who have abused you or hurt you or harmed you. You can heal in your own mind. And that is my biggest message and takeaway in the book that through hypnosis, EFT, NLP, one can heal in their own mind without confronting anyone. Beautiful. Is is there a story that comes to mind? I mean, you have your story, of course, and it's incredible, especially from from where you were to where you are now. Is there a story of working with a client that kind of stands out of a similar nature of helping to facilitate that kind of result? Absolutely. Yeah. And now I've worked with, you know, thousands of clients myself, and it is such a just a, such a rewarding feeling to see that just the woman yesterday came in. Oh my God. I had this woman, she was overweight and she came for weight loss, but the background was abuse. She was really overweight. And I started to question and she started turning into tears. And I said, what are the tears about? And then, you know, she shared her story, how she was abused and molested and, how she's holding on to this extra weight as a protection. And that I find, oh my God, I see that all the time with a lot of women that I deal with that they take on, it's like filling the void, you know, stuffing yourself with food to numb your pain. Mm -hmm. So then what, what did that approach then begin to look like in terms of how you work together? So definitely I have my own six-step program that I do with my clients and, you know, stress management being the first and then going to the root cause, teaching them tools and techniques. I like to empower my clients so that they feel they have the control back, they have the power back, and they're really creating their life because everybody is 100% responsible for creating the life. And once you learn that, you created it, you can uncreate it. <laughs> no, what I love about that is that, you know, we can have these events. This is, I think you and I have had this chat before too, that someone can come in and we kind of, in many ways, as they're coming in, we already have a lot of the story, even as they're just showing up, that whether there is an event such as yours or this client of yours, or whether people, we can call this op this other version of it out, that there's sometimes people fall into these patterns of behaviors and they may not have that traumatic moment. They may not have that event. Uh, it may not be as extreme as these situations. Yet either way, whatever was there in the past, they're not there anymore. And here they are in our office. And very clearly, they're already in some way on the other side of it. And so often it's about helping them to catch up to that part of the story as to here's where you are now. And you know, they're already that survivor, they're already that advocate, they're already that hero of their story and in helping them to consciously and unconsciously catch up to that, right? Absolutely. I give them a really easy example. I'm like, you know, the past is an event. It, the past is not happening in this moment. The power lies in this moment for you to choose and it's your choice. You want to live in the past or you want to liberate and find freedom and live the life of your dreams now. Mm -hmm. 
And that I find when they realize that, you know, nothing is happening right now. Like we're talking to each other, nothing else is happening. No trauma, no abuse, nothing. So once they get that aha moment, it's everything then is crossover. Like they go on the other side. Yeah. I'm curious to ask, you mentioned, uh, you know, sharing skills, sharing techniques. When you're in that mode of, you know, empowering that client to, my, my phrasing is that, you know, giving them the skills and strengths to continue on their own, even without me, what are some of your go-to strategies of working with them in that way? I, I use, typically, I use the breathing technique number one, mm-hmm. taking them back to the breath. Bring yourself back to the breath so you can come to the moment and be here. So that's number one. Number two, I teach them emotional freedom technique. So they can, in two minutes, less than two minutes, lower their anxiety down, lower their stress down, their fear down. You know, it's kind of dialing down. Yes. And then number three, I always teach them anchor of relaxation so they can bring back that feeling of relaxation when they're in my chair all on their own. So this is my three go-to first session, training them instantly. Yes. Excellent. And I'm curious to rewind part of the story back. So having gone through the incredible experience of being the client as part of the educational process, what was part of that journey for you in terms of deciding to pursue this as a career? So once I felt that this was something that helped me and I was, you know, in my, in a psychology background. So my goal and purpose in life, I always felt to help people overcome even health issues because I was married to a physician and I could never, Jason, take pills for pain or sleep. It would have an adverse effect. So I was always looking for a solution to, you know, overcome even health issues for people without the medicine. And then when I found hypnosis, it was like, oh, my God, everything is in the mind because whatever you believe, you achieve. Whatever you visualize and like whatever you think about, you talk about, you bring about. Mm-hmm. So when I got to that realization, I said, this is my career path. And I took actually almost two years of intensive training to become a medical hypnotist. Then I did another two years um, for different other levels and really getting into it. It was not like, oh, one weekend and I got hypnotized. No, (laughs) I took almost five years of between hypnosis and NLP intensive training with different people to really get the, you know, expertise in it. So then from there, getting that expertise, what were some of those steps of uh, launching that business? Launching the business was actually the first time I was like, oh my God, I'm going to open one day. So I got a place for one day because I wasn't sure I'm not going to get client, you know, the fear Mm -hmm. of unknown. So I took from a psychologist one day a week. And then I just started word of mouth going to networking meetings, local business networks and chambers. And I started getting clients and my one day would get booked in her place. 
like totally booked. So then I, from that gave me the confidence because in the beginning, I didn't have the confidence if this thing is going to succeed. Right. Am I going to do well? You know, what if, what if all of that? And once I started the one day, then I went full fledged. I got a full time, my own office, my own place, and really got to started getting a website. So 50% of my clients came from website and 50 came from networking. I found networking and seeing people helped way more because when people actually meet you, they know you are not going to make them quack like a duck and walk like a dog. <laughs> Unless that's what it takes. Unless that's what you right, yeah. <laughs> Unless that's what you want. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, that's that, that's part of my journey too of, you know, be seen and be the advocate for what you do and let that really become that dominant voice rather than, you know, there's a difference between show and tell. And, you know, on a website we can tell, but in person we can really show, you know, this is what I do. This is the work that I've done. We can talk about this. And I, I say this as we uh, as we connected for this call. I've got an email from a person in front of me that uh, the line was, "I've um, you know scheduled with you. I spoke with ever I spoke with a few other people. You're the one who actually talked to me." That having those conversations and uh, is it is it only recently that because there's an incredible story that really launched all of this. Uh, is it only recently that you've begun to bring that story into your work, or is that something that's been a part of it since the beginning? No, just recently. I mean, I always had weight loss clients that, you know, a lot of them went to um, the abuse issue. But recently, it's become in the forefront mm -hmm. that, you know, I had the courage to speak up. I now can go to a meeting and speak about it. I can speak about it to you. Before, I did not have the guts and the confidence to speak up about it. Yes. And more people can relate and, you know, and feel confident because once they meet me, that building that trust and rapport that we talk in NLP all the time, you know, I build that trust and rapport so they feel very safe and confident to talk to me and work with me. I feel that is really working in the background to having, you know, the audience, the people you meet on a daily basis at networking out there, even in grocery stores, you know, just being approachable and trusting that they can take the next step. Do you think there's a balance? I don't have an answer to this myself, so I'm asking you. Uh, do you think there's a balance of how much of our own story we bring into the process? Because I've heard some people who say it's 100% the client, 100% uh, their journey, which there's a very noble thing behind that, yes, yet there's clear moments where here's part of your story, which if we want to call it a technique, which it's not, but if we want to put a label on it, we use metaphor as the hypnotist, as the practitioner all the time. Uh, how do you balance that vulnerability, that sharing, would you say? Jason, I think this is really comes from experience mm -hmm. because when I'm talking to my clients, you know exactly when you can share your story and when not. Yes. So my, and I always, as you know, which we're taught to, that it's all about the client. It's the client and their story and where they're at. 
meeting them where they're at, not where you want them to be. Exactly. So, but like even yesterday, you know, when the cl- I shared my story, she felt the client felt comfortable to go deeper with her story. So it is a it's a judgment call. Yes. And there is no, you know, as a hypnotist, you make the judgment call when it's appropriate to share and when it's not. So on that theme of sharing, uh, it, it's a massive leap to decide to write a book. And I, I was piqued by the statement earlier of the book was done and still it sat for a little while. Uh, what was that journey of making that decision to start to share that story? I mean, you mentioned the catalyst of here's all these news stories that were there. But what was the personal side of setting that in motion? And I ask, as I'm sure a lot of people, th- th- this is a story that's, um, you know, similar to others that have been shared before and stories that need to be told. What was that process for you? So during my hypnosis practice in the last 15 years, I developed this three-step process, which I really wanted to share. So... When I started writing, I've been journaling for a long time. So I wake up in the morning. My morning rituals are I wake up usually around between 5.30 and 6. And I do my prayers. I do my meditation. And I do my, I call it the power of two, which is in the book. So two minutes of prayers, two minutes of meditation, and two minutes of journaling. And so I had accumulated a lot of, my fears, my stories, my thoughts, my faulty belief system and decisions that I made in my life in in my journal book. It was already there. So two years ago, I decided, okay, let's format it. I got that formatted. Everything was done. But I think I didn't have that breakthrough that I shared with you that I had this January 1st, you know, getting triggered. I was still thinking who, you know, my old self was kicking in that, oh, who's going to bother reading my book? Like, how am I going to make a difference? And then I realized, no, you know, my method, uh, which is the three-step process, number step one I share is called reinvent, finding out where you're at, your story, you know, and where all the beliefs and decisions you've made in your life. I say step two is reprogramming, using hypnosis, NLP, Reiki, all my energy processes, chakra balancing. I use everything. Yes. And because when the client is there, I give them the works. You know, you have to change it, mind, body, spirit, emotion, at all levels, at a cellular level. And then I teach the third, third step, which is step three is reinforcing reinforcing your daily habits Mm -hmm. because it's only action daily action changes things in your life you know some people say 21 day days make a break a habit i say it's 40 because 40 is a magical number which has been addressed i feel in a lot of you know in the religious book in the prophets and that they became you know prophet muhammad became at age 40 it's a 40 is a magical number where I feel, it's my own take, that the subconscious, you know, becomes aligned with your conscious goal. Which, you know, for any lay people out there, so you can make a conscious goal, I want to stop eating chocolate from tomorrow. But if you practice that for 40 days, 
and visualizing yourself free of chocolate, visualizing yourself eating healthy and exercising and doing all the, your, your perfect you. So it takes 40 days of visualizing and repeating what you want rather than what you're not getting to kind of realign and reprogram, which I call it. Um, it's like another example I give, if I can quickly give that example. Oh, yeah, it's I'd like, love to. It's like when you drive on a freeway, you know, till age 40, I was driving on 75 South, going downhill, going South. I had all these faulty belief systems, negative thoughts, negative feelings, negative belief system that was holding me back. But because my thought process, everything starts with a thought. So the beliefs creates the thought, the thought creates the action, the action creates the result. So my thought had made this freeway 75 South solid. I mean, I made that freeway so good. <laughs> I could just, you know, every, I automatically I'll go on it. And then when I started, you know, getting into hypnosis and started that new behavior that I want to live confident, fear-free, you know, happy, emotionally in control, I had to start taking exit for 94. So every time I take the exit, in my mind, when the old thought comes in, I have to put a stop sign, say, stop, Hannah, you're going in the old ways, and then reframe it with, I am good enough. Mm -hmm. Instead of the thought, I'm not good enough. How could you do this? You know, the old self-judgment coming in. Then this, the exit, when you take it, becomes a dirt road. So the more exit, the more you interrupt your pattern, your thought pattern in your own mind, that exit you take every time from your old highway, freeway, it becomes slowly dirt road, then a, then a highway, then it becomes your new freeway. Then you can go on your new freeway of 94 to the life you want to create. Which I love that, of building that new pattern, building that new thing. But again, it's the work to get there. And though at, at the core, um, you know, the side of that, of taking the time to build that, though it all comes back to just that instant to be that catalyst to set it in motion, right? Yes, absolutely. Everything starts with the thought. Mm-hmm. So, so what's the name of the book? Tell us more about that. The name of the book is From Fear to Freedom, My Journey, Hannah Hussein. And you, anyone can look it up. Uh, it's called, the link is fearfreebook.com. Fearfreebook.com. And you'll go right into the landing page, which has all the information you need and the link to Amazon. Awesome. And we'll link to it in the show notes over at Work Smart Hypnosis uh, as well. And I know we're we're releasing this about a week after it launched. Of course, best to you in terms of the launch and getting a lot of great uh, attention, which is where I was like, hey, let's get you on the podcast and tell the story. Uh, I'm curious to ask this to kind of tie it all together. Someone's in your space. A client is coming in. And you know, I'd often describe this as the user experience. What is that initial impression what's that way that you kick off the work to really set the tone for change really building trust and rapport and how do you go about doing that uh through body language i use a lot of insights so through body language mirroring and matching their pace their you know their their language process their eye movement and of course you know being the listener 
Yes. That's more important. And doing so to get in sync with them and to step into their model of the world, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Is there a time that kind of stands out of maybe, let's say, someone coming in a bit cautious or maybe you know, people can be nervous about this process until they learn what it actually is, but a moment that kind of stands out of helping to not just facilitate the change, but also draw them into the experience and build that comfort? Yeah, you know what, Jason, it is so interesting, and I'm not bragging at all. <laughs> I'll go for but, it. <laughs> but the minute my clients walk in, in my office and sit down, even one yesterday, she said, I was so anxious sitting in the lobby because I have a lobby outside, and then they walk into my office. She said, I was so anxious in the lobby. It's like my anxiety level was 11 on a scale of 10. Mm -hmm. But when she sat down in my chair and she started talking and I started talking to her and instantly she said, oh, my God, you know, I feel so relaxed just sitting here and talking to you and listening to your voice. She said, there's something about your voice. I feel very relaxed. Oops. Nice. So, Excellent. So other than the book, where can people find out more about you online? Um, balance the number four life dot biz. That's my website. Excellent. And again, we'll put links and show notes, everything over on work, smart hypnosis. Hannah, so good to connect today. Thank you, Jason. I really appreciate it. Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program. Thank you so much for sharing this on your social media streams, leaving your reviews online, and I encourage you head over to WorkSmartHypnosis.com. That's where you can link directly over to get access to Henna's book, and while you're there, also check out HypnoticBusinessSystems.com. It's the all-access pass to my hypnosis business training library, from training modules to done-for-you marketing campaigns pains. You get the full access pass to what's now built a multiple six-figure hypnosis business for me, and you can jump in for just $47. Check that out, hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. And again, head over to worksmarthypnosis.com to check out the show notes and link over to Henna's book as well. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. 